Warning, the following show contains unbeeped words. It also contains talk and on top of and also under and sometimes all over. And remember... This episode starts with a short tale, one that begins in the summer of 2002. Andy, Dan, and I were presented with an album, a CD that was allegedly found on the ground by a dumpster in Colorado by a friend of ours. That friend never got that album back. The band, Denver Zest, a four-piece independent punk band from New York that formed around 1998 and disbanded about 2003. That album would become the soundtrack of our summer and one of our favorite punk bands of all time. Let's fast forward some years later. I show this band to my then-girlfriend, now-wife Lindsay. She also grows to love this band. Now, Skunk and I had a different version of this podcast, and Lindsay had done some research and tracked down one of the members of Denver Zest in hopes of him joining us for an episode on the podcast. The member was Jesse Fuchs, one of the four singers and songwriters and the guitarists. Well, the original network that we were on went under, and so did our show. Seven years later, we brought back the podcast added Andy and Dan, and revamped the whole thing. Now, normally when we have guests on, we have them pick a segment to join us on. But in this case, since three out of the four of us are Denver Zest's biggest fans, self-declared, and we made Jesse Fuchs wait seven years, we're going to have him join us for the entirety of the show with Denver Zest music sprinkled throughout. So welcome to Steady Data Music, a bi-weekly fix of opinions by musicians. This is episode 16, Denver Zest vs. Steady Diet of Music. And we are your hosts. I'm Brandon. I'm Andy. I'm Dan, and I play the drums. I'm Skunk. And I'm Jesse, and thanks for having me here. This is great. Jesse, awesome. thanks. Thanks for your patience. We appreciate you being on. Now, before we get the show started properly, I'm pretty sure some of us have some questions for you. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So Denver Zest, is that originally from Colorado? That was my curiosity. Kind of. I lived in Colorado. I lived in uh, Denver for three years uh, after college Mm -hmm. before moving back east where I was originally from. And that is where I met uh, the drummer, Jens. Uh, We were in a band in Denver together called the Martinets. And uh, he moved to New York. And then about a year later, I moved back east, met up with him again and kind of reformed the band with with uh, two different people. Uh, and decided to call it Denver Zest, uh, partly out of the idea was kind of we're like a minor league rock team, right? We wanted to be kind right. of like an unspecified farm team of right, uh, and it had come from we had also kicked around the idea of being called Rock Unlimited and trying to be a franchise band where <laughs> we there would be one of us in every city. And then we realized we had just like reinvented the Led Zeppelin cover band or something, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, and, and yeah, Denver's S just, and then the albums, uh, of which there was basically two, but uh, if there were more, they would all be Denver's S versus some other made-up 
the you know the peep skill sizzles the first one uh the olympia danger mist is one that was listed on the album that uh, never came to be so yeah mm-hmm. that was we, we had a lot of conceits and that was one of them now awesome. that that brings me to a question now how how did you go about recording so like my impression when i heard you guys now i i couldn't place whether you were an 80s punk band or 90s or contemporary for the time but I was always expecting to see one of your guys' albums show up at one of our record stores. I was hoping to see your name in the LA Weekly of like, you guys are on tour, you're playing at the Riskier the Roxy. But you guys weren't that, you guys were completely like DIY, right? Yeah, we were. It was, it was me and three people who were in other more serious bands who actually could play music. And I was, and we were all friends. Uh, and as you just heard, I can't really sing. And as I was telling Brandon earlier, I, I took the bottom two strings off my guitar because I just, six strings, five fingers, didn't feel like a fair fight. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and, and it was open tuning, so you could do one finger bar chords. Uh, and it was it was basically a vehicle I enjoyed I enjoyed writing songs. I enjoyed playing in a band, but there wasn't a very ambitious band, let's just say, right? Uh, in, in that sense of like, you know, we played, we opened for our friends. Other bands uh, liked us because we were very unthreatening in that way, where it was clear that we were just kind of, you know, doing it for fun. And, uh, you know, we're a good opener. We're, we're uh, peppy and... and uh, uh, and yeah, it, and would just kind of play around New York, occasionally go to New Jersey or Philly if some friends were playing mm-hmm. down there and brought us along. But yeah, and and that first album uh, was recorded in our friend's uh, practice space. The uh, members of the band Come On, who were later uh, the Breakup Breakdown, uh, some of the members are now in uh, Money and King, and they were very good. And a more serious band, The Strokes, opened for them once, uh, mm-hmm. and um they uh one of the members had like the digital eight track like the pretty nice like eleven hundred dollar ish one uh and uh we set that up as i recall it was we recorded the bass and drums live and then overdubbed the keyboards and my guitar and uh i guess did the vocals down there because it wouldn't have been my apartment that had been a lot of screaming but i definitely mixed it basically exactly where i am sitting right now because I've been mm, in this rent-controlled wow. Manhattan studio apartment since 1997, uh, oh. and and so yeah, and and um, pressed you know a thousand CDs because it was basically the same price as 500. Just meant I ended up with 500 extra CDs. My mom's attic for a while, <laughs> and yeah. What um what year did you guys record your first album, Jesse? I think I was trying to remember. I think it's winter of like 98, 99. Because it was definitely very cold, and, and we released it much, in '99. Yeah, yeah, and then that's you, pretty much around the time we found it. I want to say <laughs> a quick we, turnaround. We, we, we were, we were teenagers. Like, I mean, I was probably 18, right. 17, 18. It was about yeah. two thousand two. I was going to say two thousand one or two thousand two. That's yeah. that's what I would have guessed. Because mm. it was um, during the time of of our our punk band, Anti Love Song, and I didn't move down to you guys until I was eighteen, which was two thousand one. Oh, okay. So, Maybe. yeah, between huh. 2001, 2002. Oh, right, because yeah. you're right. Our friend was going up to Denver mm-hmm. around that time. Okay, yeah. now it's coming back to me. Okay, it's great, man. Like, we, you know, you released that. It got it traveled all the way across the country and ended up in a suburban valley. And we just, <laughs> were, you know, the three punk rockers from, from that valley found it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, really, it, this it, is the it's best a thing remarkable. I've ever <laughs> Uh, and 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 unprecedented, I will add that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had fans, but they were all people I knew. 
you know. It yeah, was, yeah, it was, right. And and uh, occasionally, I don't know, I would uh, at Small Press Expo, like I would trade the CD for someone's comic book or zine or whatever. And it, it was it kind of functioned in that way for me as just like this. You know, trading I, in, the, in the late 90s, you would do that a lot, right? Where, you know, yeah. and I sometimes would get like nice notes from people, uh, cartoonists who I traded to or whatever. But, but yeah, you, you are literally the first complete uh, strangers, you know, to, to, <laughs> to um, hear this and get back to me on it having registered in some way. So that's, that's very exciting because that's kind of proof of concept, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the thing I think about. Like when people say like, oh, if, you know, if I can just sort of uh, connect with one per whatever, you know, that it's all worth it. And that kind of sounds like bullshit. But empirically, <laughs> it is true that the difference between like there's zero people in the world who can levitate and there's one person in the world who can levitate is mm-hmm. way bigger than like there's one person and a million people. Because mm-hmm. right. then it's just right. a numbers yeah. game. The real question yeah. is, can people levitate? And the real right. question is like, does this band connect? Uh, right. And the answer is apparently it could, and and it could. whether it's three people or uh, you know three billion, like obviously it makes right. a difference in one sense, but in another sense it actually kind of doesn't. Right now, did you guys consider yourselves a punk rock band? Is that what you were going for? Yeah, kinda indie yeah. punk ish. <laughs> I mean, we mm-hmm. all liked a lot of different stuff, and we're pretty. I mean, yeah, I am kind of curious, like. It, it, maybe turn the games around on you like n- name a band you think we were influenced by because i'm very curious what you would assume we we all liked because there are a couple of touchstones so i have never heard it until you played it on that intro and i immediately thought of uh christ on a crutch does that christ ring, on a ring crutch a bell? really yeah like, I, yeah it rings a bell, a bell to me i, I was gonna up. say like Minutemen, maybe yes yeah, yeah the, Minutemen a big, with, a big kind of common touchstone. The, the bass lines the are bass, there, you know? for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking FYP. I don't know Ooh, FYP. FYP, five-year plan. So I lost it for so long, and then it would like come back to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that song, you know, whatever it was, you know, uh, you know, standing at the edge of the dock, I don't want to learn how to swim. And like I was singing that to my girlfriend at the time. She's like, what are you saying? I'm like, it's Denver's ass. And then I got all into it. I went on the internet. I'm like, how am I going to find these guys again? I was checking to see if you streamed anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Finally, I like went on Discogs where you can just look up any album, even our band, I Tell Love Songs, on there. And I was like, okay, here it is. And it was Denver's ass versus Peak Sills. Peak Sills Sizzle? Uh, Peak Skill. Right? It's a, it's a town Skill, in New York where <clears throat> I uh, lived until I was five. So okay, no cool. real meaning so, to bring it up, but yeah. Yeah, and I think back then we had a, it was a tape, right? When we were first listening to it, no, it was a CD, wasn't it? It was a CD. Okay, mm-hmm. so I ended up ordering it somehow, I, off a off a shady website, I think. And I was like, screw it, it's worth it. If anything, you know, whatever. If it arrives, it arrives, and it did. And I was like, oh, this is the first time I saw the CD, and it was like white and some sort of like little cartoon on it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Office yeah. of Pup from Crazy Cat. Is, there uh, you go and that that record man i can listen to it over and over again it's just it's catchy yeah, it's goofy sure. it's fun it's punk it's uh, you know the the lyrics like dude like mom cooks inside dad cooks outside well, that's I a cover ta- that, that is, is a cover. it's a classic song yeah. but the way you guys did it is amazing <laughs> you genius. brought back the 50s like you did that burder <laughs> like you know like all, dad yeah. flips the meat and smacks his lips like it's perfect of like that so good typical picket white fence barbecue going on in the backyard you know yeah no the, a lot of that album i mean i'm sure you kind of sus that it is 
the loosely conceptually about being like 12 or 13 or like it is yeah. very oh, yeah it was just know. fun writing for you guys right. i'm sure you're just like let's just do this as a subject shopping list like let's go yeah you know <laughs> shopping <laughs> book list, of baby names that was a good yens well that i think that was actually that might be the one song on that album that was a yens and me collaboration uh, oh yeah yeah a lot more of that on the second one but he mm-hmm. wrote He's an incredible. I mean, that's the thing is it was it was me and three very talented people, and uh, and like <laughs> I but and you know I had I had ideas uh, and I liked writing songs and I wrote the bulk of the songs. But I think a big part of why it works however well it does is that pacing wise, you've got three other people with very mm-hmm. distinctive voices and very distinctive styles who are right. each chipping in at least a few songs and you know keeping it. That was always right. I don't know. It always occurred to me, like, everyone says they like the Beatles, uh, but remarkably few bands are just like, yeah, the drummer gets to do one because the drummer gets to do one, like, because that's just how it should be. And that was always a big part, even though Jens absolutely hates the Beatles. Uh, he, he agreed with that in a formal sense. He, he liked, you know, yeah, you got four people. They're all individuals, you know, and a lot Inspired of my favorite bands. Uh, I think Perubu was another real touchstone of ours. And that's always a band that really seemed like five very different people who like all got their ideas in there and like like mm-hmm. same with Roxy music another touchstone for all of us is just like like everyone's going to get to say their piece kind of here even if it doesn't all quite fit together like we all like each other and we all like what we're all bringing to the table um, yeah and i i always appreciate that too and especially when there's two singers i mean for instance when we had our our punk band back then like Brandon and I did a lot of the singing, you know, together. We did it as a duet most of the time, you know. We mm-hmm. would change back and forth, but also the, we'd sing the verse together, you know. It was a normal thing for us. So we were never, like, considering each other a lead singer. We were just singing because we wanted to. Right? Yeah. That's, you know, that's how, you know, Denver Zest was. You guys was okay, you sing. Okay, you sing. Okay, we'll sing. You know, it's <laughs> not like a leader thing, you know. Now, you, Jesse, uh, as far as your lyrics go, now, for the people listening we opened up the show with uh, Denver's S song, and that was a song that Jesse was singing. Would you say that your lyrics are mostly satirical? They were very self-critical, I think, is a lot. Of, like, they were very kind of like me just sort of pulling apart, but in a in a way that was trying to, like, be funny or be, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to put a finger on because it's been so long since I kind of exercised that part of my brain. And what you right. played was from the second album, which I do feel like it was a, a little more quote-unquote serious or, or trying to get a little more adult in whatever way, right? Whereas the first one was very inspired by, um, it was very inspired by a lot of alternative cartoonists. Weirdly, I think that was kind of the main influence on me at the time was like Pete Bagg and Chris Ware and Dan Klaus and like kind of the Fanagraphics crew. This would have been the peak of me being like having discovered them a year or two before and just really almost trying to translate that sensibility in some way. Uh, and I remember reading that Pete Bag did hate with Buddy Bradley because he was like, well, I can't write about me now because I have no idea what I'm doing now, you know, but I can write about me kind of 10 years ago. And like that gives me enough distance to kind of write something. And I think the band, no one has ever heard of this band or very few people, but I think a big, big influence on me in hitting that mark in some sense was the band Sammy uh, and the album Tales of Great Neck Glory. Uh, Sammy was an A&R guy. He got his band signed by Geffen, which seems like they should be terrible then. Uh, and his buddy, who ended up being the president of Beats, uh, the headphone people. Uh, and they were a total pavement ripoff. Uh, and it's one of my favorite albums ever. And it just kind of nails this kind of like being 25 and writing about being in high school with this kind of gentle 
satirical, but like affectionate for your own dumb self, you know, kind of kind of distance. And um, and yeah, I think weirdly, like an album that no one else cares about was was just a real touchstone for me writing those songs. All right, let's get into the show proper. Skunk, what were you just listening to? I was just listening to the jam. The song was This is the Modern World, which, man, I got to say, I didn't like that for a really long time because I never got past the very first two things that they sing. For some reason, I just would always like skip that one. What's the first two things he sings? He just goes, this is the modern world. Do, 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 do. This is the modern <laughs> world. But I would always skip it. And then I fucking, it's really good. I'm an asshole for skipping it. But <laughs> I, I was wrong. But, you know, that's what I was just listening to. Dan, what were you just listening to? I was just listening to White Iverson by Post Malone. It was on Posty? Posty. You posted. A, I posted, yeah. It was on a uh, a playlist on, on my way home. I was getting sick of Pandora telling me what to listen to, so I put on what I want to listen to now, Pandora. <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> little, little Posty Toasty action. Little, little, little posty toasty. Uh, he never showed up to Punk Rock Karaoke. No, but oh, we're going to get him. him out. We're going to get him, God damn it. All right. All right. Yeah, it's Salt Lake. Brandon, what were you listening to, buddy? Uh, I was listening to a band called KMD. Actually, not a band. I would say a group. It's a trio. It's a hip-hop group from the 90s. Uh, KMD. Have you guys heard of KMD? Any of you guys? I have not. Yeah, no, I no. love their... Uh, the first album, especially. The second one's probably better, but the first one's the one that really connected with me. Are you talking about Black Bastards? Yeah, I'm, I Mr. Hood is the one I've listened to kind of obsessively. Black Bastards okay. is the one that I think has more renown. Right, right, yeah. It it stands for Crushing Mad Damage, and huh. it stars a Zevlov X. Now, Jesse, do you know who Zevlov X became? Yes, yes. After after the great tragedy where uh, DJ Subrock died in, I believe, a traffic accident, uh, which yep. was his brother, and they were incredibly right. young. If you yes. see, uh, especially Zev, Zev, you see him in the Gas Face video, and that's like his first appearance on record, I think. And yeah, he is a baby. So Zev Love X became MF Doom. Oh. So this would be MF Doom's oh, first doom. group. And it's just like raw hip hop, man. I really, really love it. So I, I I'd suggest you guys then. check them out. But that's yeah, what I was just listening yeah. to. Jesse, what about you? What were you just listening to? I was listening to Monarchy und Alltag by Feldfarben, which is Schön. a band, a German post-punk band uh, who releases album in 1980 that I discovered because I was looking, uh, I've been looking at acclaimedmusic.net, which is kind of like Metacritic for all of the best of all-time lists and all that stuff. And uh, in 1980, the 20th best album is Felfarben's Monochrome Old Tag. And I recognized the other 19 albums. I was like, what the hell? What even is this? And so I clicked on it, and on that website, it shows you, you know, what lists this was on or whatever, and it's on, like, 12 lists, every single one from Germany. And I was like, well, that's delightful. What is this thing? And I ended up going through the German Rolling Stones top 50 German albums of all time, where it is number one out of all of the Kraftwerk in Cannes. And uh, it's good. Like, it is it is interesting that it does seem to be this touchstone for Germans where it's not as distinctively world-beating as, like, Kraftwerk. Right. It basically sounds like a very good post-punk album like The Jam or Wire, A Gang of Four or, you know, in the, uh, Joy Division, very much in that vein. I have no idea what they're mm-hmm. singing. Post. But it all sounds very good. But yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also just kind of experiencing it from this like, I don't know, sociological like it is fascinating to have this album no one has ever heard of outside uh, of this country. But that is apparently this absolute touchdown. Recommended. 
Cool. All right. Well, I was just listening to The Bastards of Young by The Replacements off the record, Tim. It's one of their catchier ones. Anybody re- like The Replacements? I do. Yes, oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That, that's a great song. I was just playing on the way on the way back. I was at my sister's coming home and that came on. I was like, I like this song. And I turned it up. <laughs> it's just catchy. It's like catchy. I don't even consider it punk rock. It's just rock, rock, rock and roll. But they have that like kind of, you know, raw vibe to them. But yeah, I just love the vibe of that song. It's just chill but rocky paul westenberg fronts is that his name yeah fronts the well, replacements okay <laughs> i don't even like i don't know a lot about them but i do like that tune so i, I kept it in a playlist on somewhere in my spotify fucking library and it, it pops up it, from time to time if you haven't heard let it be i think that is definitely a good place to start like that just is pretty much yeah. bangers all the way through all right so that was what we were just listening to so up next will be random questions you know what, what i mean, mean. <laughs> all right jesse is this is this flooding you with memories here oh yeah now that was one of my favorite uh, one of yens's finest songs that was uh, great uh, i used to be able to play that pretty well on the ukulele and translate oh it nice well. all right dan hit us with your random question oh i'm gonna hit you hard okay fellas what is or was your favorite tv show theme song brandon that was immediately easy for me tales from the crypt Danny Elfman. Like, oh, I've heard yeah. that so nice. many times because I used to watch that show over and over again. I have it on a Halloween playlist. and But still to this day when it comes on, I'm not sick of it. I don't get sick of it. So it's got to be that. It's wonderful. That, Just yeah. the visuals of that song going and you're like through the graveyard and you see the house right. in the background, the way it enters the house. Oh Yeah. yeah. That's a and even when I can't... hear the song without seeing the show i'm going through the yep. you know that that mansion down into the you know and i'm waiting for Dude, the crypt keeper to jump out and laugh at me <laughs> i totally I saw the crypt keeper walking down the road on my way over here uh <laughs> we got a lot of those <laughs> she was like, she was wearing a sundress oh, i know who you're talking about <laughs> oh man two, two doors down from me yeah no no yeah, this was keeper. like down by oh, oh not on this street no more by trolley square but i looked over and i i I actually thought to myself, oh, my God, she looks like the Crypt Keeper. So, so we have a Crypt Keeper on this street, too. Oh, so man. I guess just, you know, Salt Lake's chock full of them. Keeper. But yeah. my, well, buddy, yeah. my buddy was, like, smoking pot in his car one night when he was leaving my house. And he said that she just, like, was there next to his window and just said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that would have terrified me, especially being all high. You're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All wow. right. Uh Andy, what what about you? I hate you because that was mine. No, oh, oh really? That's I was why you're figure saying out what the show him. I hate you was, dude. Because like I just remember that tone being a kid and having a watching HBO by myself while no one's home and just being terrified. The mm-hmm. only scary part was when the fucking Crypt Keeper popped up, and then the rest <laughs> of the show was fine. But like you were just yeah. anticipating as it's going through the house, you're like fucking, it's great, man. So yeah, you just said it all. That's all I got. <laughs> nice. It was. I was gonna pick Mash. No, I'm kidding. 
Oh gosh, man! Have you <laughs> Dude, heard that, that original okay. song? This guy that, hates Mash I with do. a passion. Okay, so no, the what, song Mash when we were kids that was it's bedtime. It, it was, was like, bedtime. It was time yeah, to, it was time to like, go to bed. Na, 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 yeah, you're like no. I put that <laughs> on while me and Char go to bed. Like we, that's what we watch when we go to bed. Right, have yeah. you heard the original? Suicide yeah. is painless. Suicide is painless. Yeah, yeah. It's God. It's so depressing. <laughs> I think it came on after <laughs> Married with Children, and it's called and it's called that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And those are the lyrics like that that does show up straight up in the lyrics. It is making a, yeah. Yeah. a very strong Suicide argument. Wow, that's, yeah. That song yes. really is that sad. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I cried every time it came on before I went to bed. <laughs> yeah. I still do that. That's why I didn't sleep well at night as a child. Yeah. Whenever this I fucking sleep, guy I just walked put into my mash. house once and we had that on and he goes, "Are you watching Mash like on purpose?" And me and Sh- <laughs> me and my wife just looked at him like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Damn. No. Yeah. No. Uh, skunk. Uh, 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 <laughs> What's your answer? Uh, so, lost. man, I was racking my brain on this one, but I kept coming back to the X Men theme song because oh, it's just yeah. oh, it's, okay. the animated. Yeah, the it's, it's everything. It it fucking gets you right into the show. It's like fucking exactly what the show is. It's like metal kind of, but then it's like it's got like little undertones of like some serious shit's gonna go down. But you know. <laughs> It's like uh, really good. I have a dishonorable mention that I have to say though. The fucking do you it's, guys know? It's not Mash. No, okay. The, <laughs> the Star Trek Enterprise, the one with Scott Bakula. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? No, no. For no. the love that, of God, you should good like you should Google it later and just watch the theme song. It is so fucking bad. <laughs> It's almost worth the two minutes that it takes away from your life just to hear it once, just so you know. If anybody ever goes Star Star Trek Enterprise, you can be like, no. Uh, but let's see, Jesse, what do you got? I'm gonna go with uh, I. My parents were cool, so they let me stay up. So when I heard the Night Court theme, that did not mean I needed to go to sleep. That meant <laughs> I got to watch Night Court, and I yeah. think that is it. it oh, as yeah. I get older, it Ooh. gets better because it wasn't until I became an adult that I became a big fan of Ornette Coleman and specifically his 1982 album of human feelings. And if you listen to the night court theme, it sounds like someone dared someone to write a television theme song. That sounds like something off of, of human feelings. And it's the most <laughs> like that saxophone is not a normal sitcom <laughs> saxophone or in, in any way, <laughs> shape or form. And no. uh, yeah, it, it just grows better and better with time. Oh, that's nice. a great show too. My brother used to watch night that. Court. So I'd it's catch fantastic. Some. Yeah. Uh, is Dan the person who's left? Sorry. Yes. Yes. So I actually have two answers to my question. And the reason I'm giving you two answers is because it's my question, guys. All right. So as a kid, <laughs> when I heard the Inspector Gadget theme song, oh, I would come running. Yeah. I would come running from miles, man. I'm a five, six year old, you know, loving Inspector Gadget. <laughs> running. <laughs> running from, from anywhere. Great. Um, In uh, footy anywhere. pajamas? F- funny. Yes, probably. Funny story, when we would go on road trips, like I was so young, I didn't know how to judge time. So I'd ask my dad, hey, dad, how many Inspector Gadgets until we get here? And he'd be like, uh, three. And I'd be like, uh, oh, okay. That's how I did math oh, back great. in the day. Um, <laughs> now as an adult, um, I, had to, I had to bust. This one's for you, Brandon, the Aquabat Super Show. A, <laughs> a, it's a good song. B, it's a sweet show. And three, they play their own theme song i mean they're a band they do the own their own theme song and it's an actual themselves man yeah and they scored yeah they scored themselves it's a it's a great uh great intro to a tv show Mm -hmm. i love that they make an appearance on every episode (laughs) yeah they do they do it's necessary yep 
Now All it's right. just it's no, it's a thing. It's a thing. Skunk, <clears throat> give us your question. Okay, if you got to make a video game based on a band, what would the video game style be? What would and what would be the ending like when you beat the game? I think I'm gonna go. You know, I got to hear from Andy. He was really mm-hmm. excited about this question. Yeah, I was. I was all stoked. So the name of the game is called Toy Dolls Get a Record. Oh. <laughs> or the Toy oh, Dolls so Get a New Record, right? So it's going. a platformer. It's a platformer where they're just on their way to the studio, right? And they run into all kinds of shenanigans that have are relevant to their tunes. So they run into these scenarios trying to get to the studio. studio. Each level is a theme from a tune. You know, they go to Fino's and help Glenda get a test tube baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they help Nelly the Elephant get back to the circus. But the final boss is, you know, Potbelly Bill. Potbelly Bill! You know what I mean? So you can take any record. And I, I could have kept going, but, like, you can just theme. Because, like, they have so many characters in their, in their songs. They're always singing about someone and their weird problems. And you can just theme it. And even think about, like, a platformer. Almost like eight bit style of the toy dolls tunes. It would be perfect in my opinion. I would I'd play the hell out of that. <laughs> yes. So it's it's just and they're goofy enough to be a video game. Yeah. So yep. I went with the toy dolls. Brandon, what did you go with? Uh, now I want this. I want Andy's video game. But like when you yeah. when I heard this question, started writing it down. I was like, man, I hope they make this. So the band would be Zarface. I oh, didn't. Oh uh, yeah. I, I didn't write a name for it. Maybe, Andy, you could come up with a name for it. You're good at that kind of thing. Oh, I so don't know. I, I want it to be like a big production video game, kind of open world, first person style. And, you know, each each level be Zarface versus maybe Ghostface Killer. Oh, yeah. Maybe MF Doom. Yeah. You know, all of the Metal people face. that they have on their albums, they'll be fighting. In the end, it would end with all of them coming together to take over the world. I like that. That's yeah. awesome. So I would yeah, play that I, game. Zarface versus the world. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And Zarface like seems ripe for the picking like of like a video game, right? Now I want to yeah. play yeah. a Zarface video yeah. game. What about you, Dan? My game would be a video game based on Run the Jewels. And I guess it would just be called Run the Jewels. Uh, it would be a side-scrolling button smasher. And when you beat people up, money and jewels fly out. And that's what you collect. And each of the boss fights would be like big name uh, record producers like Suge Knight, Rick Rubin, etc. <laughs> yeah, fighting all the big producers. He hangs you off the balcony. Suge <laughs> <Yeah>. Knight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, run the jewel. I guess you could just call it run the jewels or the jewels are yeah. running or running. The jewels, the jewels are a running. Jewels are a running. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Skunk. Skunk. Go. Go, skunk. Uh, go. Okay, so I didn't go as in-depth into it as Andy, but uh, I went Devo. And I like, but I want it to be totally fucking like old, like Nintendo style where it's like a side scroll and platformer, like, but I wanted it to be like the Noid game really (laughs) look like the Noid (laughs) game where like, yeah. So it's like Sega Genesis 16. Yeah, exactly. man. And you'd like jump up into fucking power lines and get electrocuted, but your little Mm -hmm. Devo hat would be like, (laughs) 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 Uh, and then it would end like, so I, I don't, I didn't really go in depth into like bosses and stuff, but I, I, I really thought like at the very end, like like, robots and factories and yeah, like your hat would fucking like roll to its side. And so it looked like the Looney Tunes, like portal and you would whip through it and then jump out. Like (laughs) that's how the game would end. That's good. It's very good. Yeah. I love it. So Jesse. Yeah. 
I have to go with, and I am a fan, but it more just because it was sort of when I was thinking about it analytically, I was like, well, this does make perfect sense. Uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Right, because oh, I feel like you nice. have it all there. You have this kind of world building that's kind of vague and wiggly. You could do a lot with. You've got like, uh, like a the Parliament Funkadelic thing. There's some making like sometimes your Parliament, sometimes your Funkadelic. You're switching strategically between them. Uh, you've got you know the water level kind of writes itself, and it would <laughs> yeah. be I think my my concept would be it'd be a a VR first person kind of JRPG type game where you're wow. walking around in this world. And kind of getting weird sense of scale and like Pedro Bell art, you know, in the, you know, looking around. Uh, and the combat would be basically a rhythm, kind of mother three Eichenfell rhythm action, but turn based where there's music playing and you have to either hit things along with the beats with your hands or sort of trace things if they're like a wiggly guitar solo, you know, uh, in kind of a guitar man kind of style. And um, I think the ending, you know, you'd be exploring around. It'd be called the mothership. Uh, and ultimately, <laughs> you're trying to reclaim the mothership, which has been assumably taken over by uh, Sir Nose Devoid of Funk. Uh, and I think it would end in kind of an anticlimactic Demon Souls El Shaddai kind of way where the actual final boss is getting on the mothership. And you think you're going to fight oh. Sir Noise, but actually, he's just like a decrepit shell of his former <laughs> self. And like, you just kind of fully anticlimactic. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. That's perfect. Nice. Would, would your weapon be a flashlight? You would have uh, a wide variety in classic JRPGs fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And they would each, uh, a game I really liked recently is this game, Eichenfell, which balances itself by having the rhythm part be more or less difficult for certain weapons. So like instead of things costing more or less magic points, the more powerful stuff is just kind of harder to, to execute on. And I think you could do a lot with that in the context of, you know, P-Funk songs. Flashlight is like my, I think the worst part oh, of the song. Oh, come on, dude. That's I good. Do. No. It's they, a flashlight. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just like played out and almost disco-y. But like, Brand, you know, Brandon, stop. if you listen to like Parliament's first album, man, that's just full of hits. And Funkadelic. I love the yeah. entire discography of Funkadelic. Mm -hmm. But that, they're interesting, man. I just got super into them. And uh, the funny thing is, is they like they signed with two different like record companies. So that's why they split into Parliament and Funkadelic. Oh, so really? Could, yeah. Yeah, I watched Mother, a documentary. Dude. I saw yeah. a live a live video of him once at a friend's house, and he was showing. I was like, "These guys are great," but at the end, they were like all partying on the stage, and they were just going, "I said shit, goddamn, everybody say shit, goddamn, say shit, <laughs> goddamn, everyone's <laughs> fucking yelling it." I was like, "This is the funnest band, man!" Like, I wish I could oh, yeah. saw them. Yeah. They, it was like a party on stage every time they <laughs> played, you know. And there's so many people on stage that it was a party in itself so without much, the audience. But, you but know? the video game would be so colorful too. Like, there'd be so much going on. Oh it's yeah, like psychedelic, funkadelic, you know, good uh, choice there, Thanks. Mr. Jesse. All right, so that was random questions. So we will move on now to kazoo tunes. Moving on. Entirely an open key card with me moving one finger around on a string at a time. The, uh, <laughs> That's <wow>. genius. <laughs> I love that. I love that little Minimum voice effort. breakdown. Yeah. Little ride cymbal going. The ooh wee, ooh wee. Yep. 
Funky. All right, so in this segment, we will play the kazoo, and the rest of us will try to guess what song it is. So Wait, wait, wait. What's the segment called? Kazoo Tunes? <laughs> I always try to skip it, but you Don't guys take never, that away from me, you man. never let me. <laughs> no, you can't um, take that away from us. All right, if you guess the song title, it's an entire point. If you guess the album, half a point. And if you guessed the artist, a half a point as well. And the winner will get to pick who chooses the top three for the next show. All right, Dan, you're up first. All right, I was going to do a Denver Zest song, but I thought that, you know. That would have been great. Oh, but Skunk wouldn't have got it. (laughs) Exactly. It would be very embarrassing if I did not get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> okay fellas it's gonna just a little disclaimer there's there's a little bit of an intro so just be patient she drives me crazy find young cannibals fuck the wrong oh, yeah. the cut. I don't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah, the record. How yeah, do, that, that was, yeah. The, I, the I told Brandon, Jesse got it. My best chance is going hyena mode, uh, which means that <laughs> I don't recognize the song, but I can snipe the album title because I'm oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice. That. Well, you still so get uh, dude, uh, half a point at, at first. Least. Yeah. yeah. At first, I totally thought you were doing Beverly Hills 90210. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. You guys did it like in unison. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> All right, dude. But like Andy, fucking fired that off. Like yeah, I, I heard good. it was like she trusts me, and he's just like. <laughs> I sang that and then spooted it out because sometimes when I recognize a song, I just start singing it instead of yeah. guessing the song. Jeez. All right, that gives Andy a point and a half. Jesse, half a point. Skunk, you're up next. All right, and now I've realized this is like. You picked. It's a, gonna. I'm gonna give it away in like a second. Like you picked a. You picked a Hooter. That's like it's me. Too every, easy. That's All me. Right. Every kazoo tune. Yeah. Okay. Devo. Uh, Uncontrollable words. Yeah. Are we not men? We are Devo. No. Yeah. Is it? Oh, no. It yeah. Is. He got it. Yeah. Okay. So you banner. got Devo. Jesse got the rest of it. What was the song title? I didn't hear it. Uncontrollable, it was Uncontrollable urge. urge. Yes. Okay. Remember that band Dread? Remember that band Dread that we used to listen to and cover that song? I had it on vinyl. Dread. No. We used to cover I it. I think it's The Dread. No, and The Dread. Anti Love Song it. covered it? No. The band called The Dread. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, I'm all confused now. I don't know if I remember that. <clears throat> I don't remember that at all. You weren't there, Skunk. Oh. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> wished, okay. we wished you were there, though, Skunk. Okay, so I guess yeah. like the rest of us are sitting this out, and it's between Andy and Jesse, but here's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kazoo. Giant kazoo. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let me anticipation is killing me. He really did stop, too, because I'm in the same room as him. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. X. Uh, uh, Nausea, Los Angeles. No, uh, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. Did, no. did you say the name? What was it? I said nausea and Los yes. Angeles is the album. Yes. Wow. Wow. You're, you're always you're always finishing with me, dude. That's great. So so you're getting a point for naming wait, how does this work? No, no, no a- so Andy so half a point if you name the artist, half a uh, point if you name the album, full point if you name the song. Wow. 
hyena mode is powerful. So you hyena just got strong. A, a point and a half. I secretly hope so you're he, a, he just wins by all tied. half points. I have Great. Like yeah. three, three Dude. Jesse, two and a half for Andy. Uh oh, that's not correct. God damn it! I'm gonna quit keeping score then. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the honest people honest, but I yeah. feel like you're cheating. This is why we leave it's, these it's things completely complaining. tied up right this now. This is why I lose every time because you guys don't mark my points. I get points on everyone. <laughs> All right, Andy, go. Yeah, here we go. Yes, Before ready? Skunk starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> what is that fucking thing? Oh, you haven't seen that yet? No. Yeah, that's his new kazoo. Ready? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a kazoo bow. Trum, trum kazoo. Denver Zest. Off of versus peak skill sizzle. No. The song... Oh, it's a uh, hey, batter, batter. I, that, that was here some chatter just, out there, right? That, that's actually not that's my song, is, but I figured I'd try. Uh, that's that's the first, first song on the track, yeah. Yeah. No that, batter, no batter, it. no batter. Yeah. Okay, but that is not my song. I just wanted to do that for fun. Oh, thank oh. God. <laughs> okay. I know Skunk wouldn't know it. I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. This is bullshit. I Are you guys ready for this? Before Jesse did. How about that? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> We're bigger fans than you. I was like, I was like, Denver's ass. <laughs> I got so excited. All right, you guys ready? Go for it, buddy. Yeah. Detachable penis. Oh, King wow. Missile. Happy hour. No, almost. Oh, no, no. You got King Missile. It's not on Happy De- Hour. Mm-mm. Was it detachable penis? <laughs> It was detachable penis. Yeah, I got the song. One point. <laughs> At least I knew that one. What other? It's not on the way to salvation. It's not on mystical shit. What other album would it be on? Man, I, this, guy I don't know. His, this guy knows his stuff. Rhino High Five. Well, wait. That's the comp. The original album is is happy. Oh, is it? Sure. Then I fucked up. So let's I'll check it out. Check. Let's I might, I half might a double point. check. Man, you you are finishing off though everything. I told you he's gonna. <laughs> I get can't recognize that. anything though. He's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna he win by the half band points. And he, <laughs> yeah. It's very awesome. funny that yeah no I'm I'm a font of rock trivia but I have no ear which they're I real think good though. Demonstrate every time you play a part of a Denver no, no, you're killing it. You're killing. So it. maybe I I screwed up because I just literally like Spotified it and I was like oh it says Rhino High Five Rhino High Five so yeah. let's let's check it out. I believe it has gone happy hour because the album is exactly 60. It is happy long. hour. It is happy yeah. hour. My mistake. I, do I lose a point for doing that? Yeah, <laughs> you give it to me. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Uh, go for it. All right. Well, of the two, there's one I was vastly, you know, I kept thinking of different ones. And this one was the one that occurred to me literally a second after you guys asked me. And so we'll see. Uh, there is a bit of an intro. So, you know. Okay. This is a tough one. Oh, 
I'm thinking B-52s. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It is, what's a good, a broad enough hint? It's by uh, the singer, the musician, and the producer, both women. And it came out in 1982. And it was a, a huge hit, in the, a weird fluke hit in the UK. Oh, it's... Oh my gosh! Uh, three girls. Oh man, they played. They played with like madness and got spit on. Right? Um, Not Banana Rama, uh, although they are great. No, no. They but they were they were like an eighties bigger pop band. They started as a punk band, right? Am I right? What's no, the name? it's a it's a no? single artist. It is a a, oh, a, a single woman, artist. A, a a woman who is a singer songwriter kind of kind of a performance artist. Did a, a four album box set uh, of live stuff. That was kind of a a big deal among certain critics in the oh. Is it Cher? It is not Cher. It Damn. is. All right. I, 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 well, good. Pat Benatar? I, uh, Laurie Anderson with Oh Superman. I don't know if that song's uh, still got any resonance. Uh, it was a number two hit in the UK. It's eight minutes long and is uh, one of the most beautiful songs I know. And therefore, I thought it'd be very funny to play it on Kazoo. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to have to research it because I don't. I don't know. It's don't worth know. looking no, it's up. Then, in the yeah. video, she did perform. You know, she was uh, early performance art. So there's a an interesting video that the first time I ever heard it was seeing it when I went to a museum in high school, and there is like the video of her doing her video art stuff. But all right, well, uh, <laughs> sorry, we I apologize. Like, what? <laughs> no, we <laughs> failed <like> a, you. <laughs> we failed you. Is what it is. All right, Dan, go for it. All right, this one's going to be a little monotone. So just listen, like for the. Like tempo, like beat and everything. Scenario. Tribe Call Quest. I don't know the record anymore. Uh, Brandon, come on, Brandon, come on, Brandon. The low end uh, people's theory. instinctive travels and the rhythm of... Jesse, you got it. And Did you say low end theory? Yeah. Yeah, low, oh, end, low theory. end theory. Man, I wasn't Jesse sure if it was that music. or the one Brandon was saying. But yeah. uh, I rem- that title I don't remember exactly. So wow, <laughs> I had a fifty-fifty shot. I'm on one today. So is Jesse. He's the finisher. Oh, man. Man. This, yeah, this song and band, right, Andy? That's your wrestling name, the finisher. Yeah, Andy got the song <laughs> and band. Yeah, Tribe Call Quest scenario. Bo knows this. That ties you guys up again. So four points each. Oh man, this is a battle. But what do you know? But Dan's got one. Dan's got one. Who's <gasps> <laughs> that? Skunk, go for it. All right, man. If I make it into this all the way, you'll probably get it pretty easily. Uh, let's see. There's an intro of drums that goes. <laughs> You're giving it away right now. I don't. I don't want to. Van Halen, hot for teacher. I just, I just said it. Is I just that said it? <laughs> what the hell? I just wanted to keep playing it. That's a kazoo having an aneurysm. Well, yeah, he got the album. I was like, Andy, keep going. I, I couldn't get the album. Sorry. See, that was hard. Jesse and I are complete opposites when it comes to guessing. <laughs> when I get I the song, that, he finishes up with a full point behind me. Well, when I picked that, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? When I was driving up here, like, how am I going to do that? And I was like, actually doing it in the car. Like, you should have just went. See, I should have sent it to you and been like, do this one. So dude, I, I, don't, I don't know how Andy got that, dude. I, <laughs> I heard a tornado. The drum, in, he's like, the drums go. A... Like, what other song sounds like a, sounds like a Harley starting up? <laughs> All right, here I go. Here you go. So what's the... So 
What is it? <laughs> Let me see your phone. <laughs> no, no, you guys aren't. Andy knows it, but he just can't spit it out. It's in my head. No, brain goes no. Brain goes no. You don't know it. But you got you know it. I mean, you got the melody of it. You're doing the melody pretty spot on. Uh, nope. <laughs> no. <nobody? laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a first wave, like original ska song. Madness. By no, that would be two tone. Madness. That would be that. Would, uh, no, that would oh. be that would be second wave. Is it the I'm talking original it's Jamaican Scotland. ska. The, the toots, toots and the Maytals. No, 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 no. I, I'll say that he's the king. Oh, Prince Peter, Brewster. Uh, He's well, Prince Buster's the king in Buster, my opinion. I said Brewster. No. Like I did that again that on the like, episode before. I said Prince Brewster, like funky fucking Brewster. <laughs> well, <laughs> Prince, Prince Buster's not considered the king of ska as Desmond this gentleman Decker? is. I'm holding a. Yes, I'm holding Desmond a trombone Decker. for oh. fuck's sake. Desmond, Desmond Decker. Decker. There you go. Desmond Decker. It's not guy. the one Desmond Decker song I know though. It might be. What is what Israelites? is the one you know? No, that's a great tune. But there yeah. should be another song you know from Desmond there Decker because be. it was another it was another hit of his. Oh, yeah. It does sound familiar, <laughs> but yeah. This is a blind spot. Andy's got it. It's, Watch I'm it, Andy realized that he knew it was great. What is it? In the da 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 is that the name of the song? Yes. Well, that's oh, part of it. It's, son of a it's it's the parentheses of the song. I can't remember what he says. It's dude. a city. It's a city in Jamaica. Kingston Town. Well, okay, so it's not a city in, in, it's the, I think, the slang for the town. Lion place. Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so it is Desmond Decker, 007 Shantytown. Shantytown. Ah. Yeah. I, I had Off the of the album Action. Well, there's, it's on two albums. I don't know. I couldn't tell which one came first. I think they're kind of interchangeable, but there's an album called 007 and an album called Action. So e- it's on e- one of those. Even though we didn't get it, I love it when you go ska, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> there's a certain, typically there's a certain aura you, you, you exfoliate when you do it. I like when he does the... And it yeah, just he like he does totally mutes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's very good at the... He's doing the heps. Okay. Hep, hep, hep. All right, you guys, you guys ready for this, man? It's coming out of left field. Here we go. Yeah. Ready? Oh boy, let me get my trombone ready here. What tuning is that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what tuning was that? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my it's goodness, Lisa Loeb. dude! Oh Lisa, my god. yeah, Lisa Loeb. Uh, Stay. Um, stay, stay, stay. Yeah, stay. Jesse got stay. Nice. You stay. Yeah. It's stay. Parentheses missed you. Ah, I missed you. I missed so stay you. works. It's Lisa Loeb. The album. You fucking jerk. There. It's a single. So stay oh. with me. There was another album. Hmm. No, wasn't on an album. It was on a movie soundtrack. I can't singles. What fucking movie? It was. Singles. Singles. Oh, yeah. singles. Yeah. singles. That's right. How did and I that's know where that? She got her. <laughs> Dan should get a point for that. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't yeah, no, going. I know all the, the words to that song. That I've karaoke that song. Okay, Dan, I'm giving you half a point there. Oh, thank you. She well does done. it on a fucking like car commercial now too. I know. 
You know what you could do better oh. than that? I love on, uh, what is it, Hot Tub Time Machine 2? Yeah. Uh, Craig, Craig Robinson's, Robinson's character does it, man. It's so I haven't good. seen the he, second he one. Re- I didn't went, want to. He went back in time so he can steal that song. And yeah. He did the video <laughs> yeah. exactly the same, but it's just him. Hey, Brandon. And Lisa Loeb's like a, like a grip in the back. It's so good. Dude, just watch that part, Skunk. It, it's great. Okay. I love Craig it's Robinson. Good. I love ah. the first one. Like me and uh, Nick, when he lived with me, we watched it like on repeat over and over and over. And we laughed our fucking ass off every time and then when they announced they were making a second one both of us were like fuck that dude i was into it man it's gonna be i thought it was gonna be like Any, a back to the future craig trilogy robinson's <sighs> in yeah craig robinson's awesome man i was great this, it was just i worked at this <sighs> irish pub and he was a regular there man he'd shoot pool with everybody hang out at the bar like buy people drinks he's so fucking funny he was a good guy i like craig robinson all right jesse you're up if andy if you don't get this jesse wins it's six right. to five and a half Can oh, you oh that? wow that's <clears throat> Uh, there's there's an intro, but it's basically percussive. So I'll just go into the melody line. Uh, Santana. Do it again. No, it's I'm, I'm real close to Santana, right? Uh, stop. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, that is correct. It's a song. Okay, is that, it Santana? Do it again. Is it's a not song? Santana. Do though. it again. Is the song. Okay. It, I know it's. I always thought it was Santana, but it's not. Well, I right? think you. I think that's the point. So you know, everything after that's gravy. If anybody. Yeah, I know, right? I, I don't one. know. Go back, Jack. Do, do it again. God, that's killing me because I do know who that is. Um, it's their biggest song, at least, is by far the most Spotify. Voice. Yep. Oh, very distinctive voice. He sounds like basically an evil Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of Miller. No. It Rusty is. Miller. No, although you've got your your phonetically I'm very in that, close. I'm in that wheelhouse, You're, right? You, well, you've got the first couple of letters right. What did you say, Andy? I said, you said Steve Santana. Miller. Santana, oh, Steve, said Miller. Steve Miller. Steve. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Not Stevie. No, Steve Ray Vaughan's bluesy. Steve. Steve Jobs. Steve. <laughs> scary Uncle Steve. Steve. Fuck. No, just give it to us. Steely Dan. Steely oh Dan. my god, that was oh. there too. I, I should have that. You guys like, are Steely nah, Dan fans Steely too. Dan. I should have got that. My dad's What's wrong Steely with Dan you guys? Okay. I do not like Steely Dan. I'm oh, sorry yeah. to say. <laughs> that is that was a big Denver's S touchstone. That is a band we all had really? in common. Yeah, we wow. covered one of their songs on like we never released, but it was some one of those recordings. Uh, I, yeah, I had a buddy in Vermont that I was living up there at the time, and, and he was. I was. I came over to his house. I'm like, "What are you doing, man?" He's like on this printer on his on his. He's got you know a, a, a shirt printer thing, and he's on his computer. He's like, "I'm making Steely Dan shirts." There's like a big bong, <laughs> bong next to him. I'm like, "All right, bro. See you later." <laughs> like, cool. That, that is their core demographic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Made, his own, <laughs> made his own Steely Dan shirt. Yeah, stoned guys <laughs> making their own T-shirts. That's yeah. pretty much your median Steely Dan fan. Yeah, Andy. Uh, you won. I win finally. I've never won before. What do you mean finally? <laughs> Top three EPs. Uh, oh, okay. I like I that. It. The perfect, the perfect yeah. length. Yep. Yep. 
It, All right. It stands we'll for eternally for kazoo, perfect. Kazoo tunes. Uh, we will be going on now to our top three. Okay. <laughs> All right, so top three track ones for all you people that have never owned an album before. <laughs> it means the first track on an album. So what I meant by this is like, what's a good, strong opener on an album, right? So that's the list I made. Do you yeah. guys have any? You know who doesn't know about that is fucking kids these days, man. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. But I, I didn't. I, I was trying to do that without the old man. I don't want to sound like that. Yeah, but no, for real. Like, you know, uh, nobody listens to albums anymore. They just they don't. fucking play everything off Spotify. And shit, that's and true. That's lame. Right, right. Yep. It sucks, and you know, like even the people, some people I work with that are in their twenties, like don't know album records at, like they don't know titles, even the name mm -hmm. of the song for Christ's sakes. Like it's it's pretty bad out there. Man. Yeah, it's the one that goes like this. I will say about mine though yeah. that like I could have done a top fucking fifteen for easily, sure. and I had to narrow it down to three, and I, yeah. I feel like I got my what what I can say is my top three, but. You know, I, I might change them halfway through and be like, never mind. Yeah, I, re yeah. I replaced my all like almost all of mine because I was like, oh, wait, that's better. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, went just... through. I have a running playlist that's called like top 100 songs, which has like 150 songs out right now. And it's, you know, but I will throw things in there. And I just went through and pulled everything that has the first track to see, you know, and about 30 of them. So like an unrepresentative <laughs> number of my favorite songs are, are track ones. Uh -huh. Wow. Let's do Dan? this. Or Dan. Dan, do you want to do it too? Do I, <laughs> I, I sure. pick three songs? Sure. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll play along. <laughs> what, what are we playing? What are we Do you have anything to say about your list? <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing kazoo tunes. No, no, let's just go. Sorry. Let's do this. All right. Yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> number three. Alright, man. My number three. Fucking Jizza, Liquid Swords, Ooh, off of good. the album Liquid Swords. Oh, yeah. What a song. The fucking intro with the... Now I can't think of the name of the movie because I'm on the spot, but like... Shogun Assassin? Yeah, yeah. Shogun Assassin. Like, that intro is cool as shit. And then when it just... I love how it comes in with just Jizza going... Came like it like oh, fades yeah. in. Yeah. And j j that fucking beat is so cool. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we were once listening to that in the van before a show, and I won't name the band, but the the touring band that we were playing with, like we all rapped the line to snort cocaine, and all the members Same. incidentally asked if we could get them cocaine, but separately, and all said like, "Don't tell the other members in the band, but can <laughs> you guys get you us cocaine?" Because lyrics. we were listening to <laughs> that song, but yeah, we we're like, "No, we can't." <laughs> Why are we guys singing about it? <laughs> yeah, you were rapping it, dude. But yeah, uh, I don't know. That's just a funny memory. But Ooh, dude, yeah, that, that song kicks ass. That's fantastic. I got to change my number one right now. No. <laughs> uh, so my number three, man, this this song just hits, man. Like right there is the, the, the snare drum hit. And it goes right into it, and it's safe European home from the clash off of Give Him Enough Rope. Oh. Hey. Uh, not my favorite Clash album collectively, like a, as a, a whole. It's a strange one, yeah. I, I like, I do enjoy, but that song opens up the record perfectly. 
And that's mm-hmm. why it's my number three. Give Safe European home. So my three, uh, I don't know if you guys know this band. And if you don't, I'm going to have to put it in the agree to disagree. But it's a band called Sweet Cobra. The song is far too temp off the record Earth. I love, I play, I play this record all the time, man. Just like wake me up because it's, it's, it's a rock band, like kind of a, I don't know, like just heavier rock band. But just the way it kicks off is just like this weird distortion. Drums come in and it's just got this perfect BPM to it. And it just kicks ass right off the bat. So far too temp. Ah, far too temp. Sweet Cobra Earth. Check them out. I will. And have not heard that band. You sh- okay, that's gonna be. In, it's gonna, I'm gonna send it your way one day. Do it. My I'm gonna number three is Leftover Crack Homeopathy. Is that how you say it? Oh, Homeopathy. oh yeah. Record. Yeah, that, that first. Babies, gentlemen. That song, man. Like if. If you want a punk rock record, that's and you a want terrible to, and if you <laughs> if you want it to pump you up, like I'm not an angry person, but when I hear that song, I want to hit something in the face or <laughs> go into a mosh pit. And I'm like, again, I'm not an aggressive dude, something but that song is just like, oh, I mean, like if a person's yeah. not around, I got, I got a cat and a dog. I mean, but you know, um, mm-hmm. no leftover crack homeo ap- apathy. I keep saying it wrong. It's yeah. a weird one. It's a tongue twister. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. on. Okay, Jesse's up, Mister Fuchs. I'm going to go with San Diego Zoo uh, by the Sixths off of Wasp's Nests, which is hopefully my spit shield will have protected the, the audio on that. Um, <laughs> Wasp's but nests. the Sixth is a side project by Stephen Merritt uh, of the Magnetic Fields. Uh, oh, where I love him. It was all different indie rock singers um, and a different singer on every song. He sings one. And this one is uh, Barbara Manning, who's one of my favorite uh, singer songwriters. And it just has a, I mean, I, I like all Magnetic Fields albums. You know, some of them are one, some of my favorite albums. But this album has, I know that he was not pleased with the fact that he was on a major label and they had him do the mastering in this much bigger kind of way. Uh, but I love it. Like, and, and I, this was an album in the mid nineties, uh, when I was reviewing albums. Uh, for a magazine or whatever, and I reviewed a lot of mediocre or whatever, you know, some things were good, some things were not so good. But this was the album that I got that like within five seconds of putting it on, I was like, who is this? You know, I, I am a convert before this song has ended. Uh, and so it will always stick with me as just kind of that. And uh, and yeah, a, a lovely album uh, in general, definitely, if you're interested in like a nice buffet platter of like the guy from Sebado, uh, the guy from yeah. Velvet Crush. It's like- Smorgas- <laughs> smorgasbord there. Yeah. Yeah. What what was the band again? Uh, the Sixth, the number six, THS. They had a second album too. Uh, that's very good, but kind of less coherent. I would say has has some real high I, points. Yeah, hmm. I'm a big fan of Magnetic Fields and all of his like side projects. And I I love the Gothic Archies. Those are the, that's one of my favorites. But I'd never heard that before, so I'm gonna check them out. All right. Oh, I thought you wanted to say moving on, Skunk. Moving on. Number two. All right, my number two, I actually just crossed it out. There's like, no, fuck that. I'm going with it. Is the damned love song off Machine Gun Etiquette. Hey, oh, yeah. Like, just for you? Like, yeah, dude, not really my favorite damned album either, but like, goddammit. What a happy that, tune what, to kick off the it's, record. Yeah, it's such a great first song and how it does that intro where it's all slow. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. how do? Like, it just, yeah. it's, it's the, a great album opener. What yeah. is your favorite damned album? Uh, Now I can't. Phantasmagoria? That's mine by far. I, I can see the fucking Damn Damn Damned? Yes. Okay. Mm. <laughs> they always like, have good good intros. <laughs> oh, that was fun. You yeah, yeah, just like the song. It was fun. 
don't yeah, don't no, put me like, on the spot. <laughs> Dude, but, like, <laughs> I will also say that is it's it's probably my favorite damn song though. Oh, okay. Like I like the other album better as a whole, but like oh god, that's good. I personally I like when they go dark. When yeah. They go real like mm. vampire style. Yeah. My <laughs> number two is stereotypes blur the album the great escape Ooh. big fan of blur mm-hmm. big fan of this album in this song with the keyboards dun, dun, it's so big and I, I it's my favorite actually song on the album too but it's great and it like almost sounds like uh, like really highly influenced by the specials without being too obvious oh, you know okay. and the song's called stereotypes which the special has a song called Stereotype, yeah. and uh, it's, homage, it's a fantastic song. Possibly now that that's what I the feeling I get off of it, but maybe it's a stretch. In maybe uh, there's just I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for something that isn't there. Yeah, they're from similar <laughs> they got, terrains. They got the same accent. So that's my number two stereotypes. Right on. My number two. This is another tongue tongue twister, Dan. Uh, the song is Trumpet Le Monde by the Pixies. Uh, then oh. the name of the record is Trumpet Le Monde. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, but what an intro to a record and that what it takes you away. It takes you to the whole record, man. It's a great little guitar intro and the way it kicks off in the beginning and his voice, he sings a little softer than he normally does. And it's literally about, I think if I analyze the lyrics right, it's just about him like enjoying a record you know is what i'm what i'm getting out of it and it's so good and then the next song kicks off it's better you know i'm you know what i mean like i love a record that can intro a the track one that'll go great into a track two like those that's that's a, that's a kicker for me so like track two is probably my favorite on the album but the first song just like when i hear that i'm like i want to hear the whole record i don't want to hear the song so trumpet Lamont. gotcha it's actually about him going to the dentist it's every time it's about the dentist. What is <laughs> it's all about the aquabats and the dentist. It's not, that's show. not true at all. All right. Mine, uh, my number two is, uh, in my opinion, this band has a ton of track ones. I don't know about their later albums because I don't listen to them anymore, but it's Rancid's Maxwell Murder. And oh, that yeah. song oh, just yeah. kicks off that album. And then he of throws course. in that sick bass solo. bass solo. And then that bass solo yeah. just, oh, yeah. man, just brings it, just takes it home. That's a good one. Boo doo doo doo. Boo doo doo doo. Hell yeah. And uh, Maxwell Murder's number is apparently 999. Yeah. You yeah. just got to dial 999, I guess. Yeah. I want to know the yeah, truth. So where's my phone? <laughs> Mr. Fuchs. That's a good one, Dan. Thank you, Brandon. I'll go with uh, There She... Not There She Goes, sorry. uh, Son of a Gun by The Laws. Uh, Their famous song being There She Goes off the album The Laws. And it's it's one of my favorite songs. And The Laws recorded, attempted to record their first album 85 times and were unhappy with all of them. So I actually have a playlist of, I think, 13 different versions of Son of a Gun. Uh, And it's exactly 25 minutes. uh, And I just have it labeled Pomodoro Playlist. And I hope people (laughs) on Spotify stumble across it and just are horrified. I I would be interested in listening (laughs) to that because I love hearing multiple renditions from the same band. I I have listened to this playlist on a loop multiple times and I find That's it great. you know once yeah, eight or it. nine times you're in on a minute 30 song like it's yeah. just one big song at that point that's great um, though yeah but yeah and uh, a good song a good manifesto Lee Mavers is uh, a rock and roll hero all right so that brings us to number one all right my number one 
We have talked about this like at great length, but the fucking uh, Sonnet Lumiere, I, I don't know how if I'm saying it right, but the Mars Volta, the intro on D Last in the Comatorium right. is Ooh, good one. To me, that is like the, the fucking best way to start a record where it's like kind of creepy and it's just that guitar going ding, 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 ding. Well, I mean, just, the, the track one is an intro. Yeah, it's an intro, the but the song doesn't start until track two, right? Until he yeah. goes, yeah. and then it like kicks off the whole album and like, oh man, so like. I hear just that intro and just get excited because I love that record. But man, like, yeah, it's so good. It's so creepy. And then when you guys showed me that uh, Vitamin String Quartet version mm-hmm. where it, they play it on the strings, I was just like, oh yeah. my God, it's so nice. Like, it's so, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm really into it. I like it. That's my number one. I, I used to take that Vitamin String Quartet tribute band and play them in, when I would take a bathtub and karaoke <laughs> a, with myself. Take a bathtub. Oh, yeah. Just a, say that just a, just a fun fact. Is that a lingo? <laughs> That's what we say in Utah. I'm going to go take a bathtub, honey. I'll be right back. Yeah. You guys say pop? What's wrong with that? Instead of soda? That, that does happen in Utah, yeah. Yeah. The oh. pop, the bathtub thing, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, what's your number one? All right, my number one is Roundabout from Yes oh, off of Fragile. It's good. It's good. It's good. I mean, it's just, it's so epic, right? With the ding. And, you know, the germs covered that in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a so, yes is one of yes is one of my favorite bands fragile is one of my favorite albums and roundabout kicks off that album perfectly in my opinion don't everybody talk at once about yes that's <laughs> I fine yeah, I'll just, no, you'll no, just be yes as good an opener uh as exists i think i mean especially yeah. i mean you played the little bit that we we sniped from uh roundabout uh as, right. as opening our album and yeah that was a big a big touchstone was kind of a a, a slightly mocking but affectionate uh Jens uh, and the drummer and martin the bassist were both big art rock teams that drum beat yeah uh, and and a lot of that carried over into that band yeah fun nice. song all right here i go fugazi turnover Ooh. repeater nice yeah enough said <laughs> enough yeah. said um yeah that yeah, that's damn. that swell <laughs> yeah that swell in the beginning just the <laughs> and the bass line comes in right there it's just beautiful i love it it's a, it's it's it starts chill and then it rocks out at the end and then repeater comes on another one great way to kick off a record to a track too so yeah turn over you know uh, that used to be my soundtrack in the band vina cava just on on stage i would just go swells <laughs> 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 yeah dude i love fugazi all right my number one is run the jewels and the song is run the jewels so andy when you introduced me to this band and i first heard them that's mm-hmm. the first song i heard from them and i was just oh like, yeah what what who are these guys and ever since that day that week i started a new jujitsu school and ever since that day whenever i go to jujitsu i put that song on to get me pumped up before oh nice yeah, yeah and it, it does that's that's music that gets it's you right away and up. yeah, and it's yeah. A, like i said earlier it's a nice reminder that that you know modern hip-hop still has a, a charm you know One, and, oh as yeah as opposed yeah. to like all the mumble stuff that's going on 100 you know this generation yeah <laughs> they're they're keeping it alive and i love it i love every bit of it Yes, dude. Sir. LP is such a producer, man. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a producer. Mm-hmm. He really yeah, is. Man. They're crank. They're cranking through tunes right now. It's so good. Yeah. All right, Jesse, you're number one. Well, mm. okay. I, I have two choices, and I'm not sure which is more of a ringer. So, like, one of them 
is technically a track two because there's like a 40 second track one. And the other one is a track one, but something that only exists on YouTube as a video, uh, mm-hmm. which is more legit. I'm not sure. So I'll, but the two are uh, Building Steam with a Grain of Salt by DJ Shadow. Uh, which is track two on mm, introducing well. DJ Shadow. Um, and The Mother of All Funk Chords by Through You, or by Cootie Man on the Through You album, which is a series of uh, of YouTube videos that is an album. And they're very similar oh. in the sense of they're both, you know, completely sample-based and sampling things that you would not recognize and have a very utopian, like they're, you know, they're both kind of creating a world where all of these completely anonymous musicians who just did their thing and no one ever cared about again are kind of being, you know, uh, put in this, in this uh, heaven in a way, you know, in interacting with each other and making like two of my favorite pieces of music ever. So since they're so similar, I'll just kind of like name both as being, depending on which you think is uh, less cheating. You can, right. you can go with that. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're not right on. All right. I got some honorable mentions. Maybe you guys do, too. Now, uh, I just don't I I'm trying not to put like Wu Tang on every single uh, top three of mine. Like me and Guar. But yeah, (laughs) but you 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 got to do bring the ruckus off of 36 chambers. Like what a great opener, you know, with with the um, the bit from the Kung Fu movies. Yep. Shaolin shadow boxing and the Wu Tang -Tang sword sword style. style. I almost did that one, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, so. and it starts with yes, yeah, opens up the album with Ghostface. Yeah, when and they all and it's a it's a hard verse, man. Wu-Tang. Okay, and also dance yourself clean. LCD sound system off of this is happening. Wow, what okay. it's like such a build up, right? Like my wife Intro, showed me this song, yeah. and I was like, that is a lot of anticipation before the song kicks in. You know, if you guys have ever heard it, but then it has the fan, like some fantastic synth. And it's like heavy synth when it actually when it when it actually drops that song is just fantastic. Mm. So that's some honorable mentions here's, for mine. Here's one. It sounds sexy. I got one. Decline. <laughs> Ed, that's <laughs> fucking cheating. Only one track. <laughs> Eighteen minutes. Hey. long track. Did, yeah, yeah. Kicks no, off to a, a track too. I mean, never mind. <laughs> I do have two honorable mentions. Uh, there's a, there's a band called Man Man that we've talked about a little. I know, Man, I know Man, Brandon yeah. knows them, but the song Feathers Off Six Demon Bag is like such a rad way to start an album. It's creepy and it's like just good. But then also like springing off what Dan said, rancid, but I went, life won't wait because that fucking chaotic intro with the harmonica yeah. that's just going crazy. And then it's like, there's that weird. You're about to witness. Yeah, 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 that thing from the old like it's like an old fifties like show about aliens or something. That's that so just all know, their I all their albums. That was a cool fucking. All their albums start off with a bang, like "Let's Go" and even their uh, their first self titled, and then that that second black album self titled came out. That that album was just raw. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good uh, track ones there. Anybody else have any uh, honorable I, mentions? I will say that I think the best ten seconds of a track one opening ten seconds is. Uh, only Shallow by My Bloody Valentine. Like, the whole song is great, mm-hmm. but that first 10 seconds, like, in terms of just, like, oh, this is something entirely new that is going to destroy my mind. Like, that is just a, a manifesto instantly. And the other one I was thinking of is uh, e- Eno's Burning Airlines Give You So Much More is one that, like, the sixth, when I I found it as a record when I was like a freshman in college at the radio station, put it on. And like within 15 seconds, I was like, well, I have a new favorite artist. I'm done. Nice. Uh, 
Okay. Hey, before we start, we we in uh, the show and talk about the next show and all that. How about for fun, one more Denver's S song. And yeah, the whole song, because why not? Yeah. Short enough. <laughs> Fuchs. Uh, yeah, dude, Jesse, thanks for joining yeah, us, man. Thanks. It's been a long time fun. coming. Thank you so much. Yeah, we had a blast, man. You were great. And I almost and, won. Know, it wasn't, it, no, almost won. It was an honor, <laughs> though, playing with you. You know, I that am, was great. I am proud of how well I did without actually getting a single song right. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? You, you were neck and neck with me, and you never named a song. And now we can say we've jammed with Jesse Fuchs. We have. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it was a kazoo, but... It, hey man, uh, it matters. Jesse Jesse Fuchs is actually not done with the Pod Cauldron Network because he's also in the board game community. As uh, you teach board game design, correct? I teach, yeah, I teach various elements of game design at NYU uh, and some history stuff, like a, a class on '80s computer games and stuff like that. Uh, and I am, I'll do one plug, which is I am on a very nice podcast called Cane and Rinse, which is mostly uh, pleasant British people talking about video games. You can, I was recently on an episode about the. Uh, uh, Infocom text adventure Trinity that I think turned out really well. So, you know, uh, check out Kane and Rinse. And, and uh, if for some reason you enjoy listening to my voice, there's more of it. <laughs> um, wait, so, so say the name of Kane oh, yeah. and Rinse? Kane as in like walking Kane and Rinse as in uh, dry. Um, okay. It is, it is, don't ask. <laughs> it's a name. Uh, <laughs> name. Uh, name's fun. name. And, yeah, but, uh, and he will be on a future episode of Cards and Cubes. Right. And awesome. Maybe, maybe more. Maybe we'll have him back. We'll see. All right. Next show will be, we, we skipped agree or disagree today just so we could have some more time. Timing issues. It's going to be Pup, it's, the band. Yeah, the band is called Pup. The album is The Dream is Over, and it's the first two tracks. It's I'm not going to name them again because they're really long. Okay. And, <laughs> uh, and we'll bring to you next time top three EPs. Thanks again, Jesse, for joining yeah, us. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, and guys. Awesome. Thank you. Remember... It doesn't suck. You, you just, just don't, don't like, it. like it. You just don't like don't it. Like it? Like it. <laughs> Steady Diet of Music is a production of Pod Cauldron. Check out some other great podcasts on the Pod Cauldron Network, including Rabble, 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 a comedic look at current events, Cards and Cubes, a show about board games that you didn't grow up playing. And Bub Club, a horror movie podcast. We would like to thank Kirsten Adams for our logo. Check out more of Kirsten's art and graphic design on Instagram at catcoffee. That's K-A-T-C-O-F-F-E-E. Hey, if you want to get a hold of Steady Diet of Music for any reason, you can email us at steadydietofmusicpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we should be back in a couple of weeks.